Welcome, everyone, to a new edition of ASME's podcast, ASME, Today and Tomorrow. I'm Michael Cowan, ASME's Director of Strategic Communications. Today, we're pleased to offer the next in our new series of episodes devoted to the subject of innovation in clean energy. ASME fellow and nuclear power industry veteran Bob Stackenborgs is once again here to serve as our co-host. Bob, welcome. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate the intro as usual. Well, thank you. Today, we'll be talking to the uh, executive VP and chief commercial officer of a visionary company that's finding innovative ways to make internal combustion better. And with that, I'll hand things over to Bob. Great. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. And as uh, Michael was saying, we are going to be talking to uh, Larry Fromm, who's the Executive VP, Chief Commercial Officer of a company called Acades. Welcome, Larry. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, I'll tell you a little bit about how we came across your company. We were looking for innovative clean energy companies to um, help us with our Advanced Clean Energy Summit, and we came across Acades and uh, read a little bit about it, and uh, we were very, very interested in the uh, corporation and uh, the concept. And so first of all, let me ask, Larry, um, and you may, uh, you may have gotten this question before, where does the name Acades come from? We get that question a lot, and it comes from Virgil's classic on the Trojan War, the Aeneid. Uh, in, that, in that book, Aeneas is the hero, and Acades is his trusted and loyal companion. So the name Acades has this connotation of trusted and loyal, which we thought was a good connotation for an engine that you always want to be there when you need it. Well, that's, that is definitely something I did not know, so I appreciate that. Uh, and if nothing else, we've now learned a little bit about uh, classical mythology, so that's great. Looking at uh, a little bit more about Acades itself, so for, for anybody who doubts that, you know, or, or who thinks that suddenly internal combustion is going away, I, I, I seriously doubt that since I don't, don't even know how many, you know, billions of cars there are in the world. So Acades is built uh, all about clean and more efficient engines. So tell us a little bit about that, Larry. Yeah, and, and you're right. Uh, every, no one knows exactly how things are going to roll out, of course, but every projection, every sense is that we will need a lot of engines for a long time. We sell about 100 million engines a year globally. And uh, if you run it out through about 2050, the International Council of Clean Transportation estimates we'll sell another 3 billion engines between now and 2050, even with the increase of battery electric and other forms of of transportation. And so we're going to have a lot of engines for a long time, so we really need to make them as clean and as efficient as we can to meet our sustainable transportation future. Even if everybody went immediately to electric uh, engines, I don't think we'd even know where to get that power from, to be honest. So this is uh, definitely something that... uh, that we need to be thinking about in the future. What's the process that uh, that your engine uses? How is it different than everything else on the market? Yeah, it's an opposed piston engine. So in a conventional engine, you have a piston that goes back and forth in a cylinder. And at the top, there's a, a cylinder head and a series of valves that open and close to let air in and to let air out. And of course, we're familiar with three-cylinder engines and four-cylinder engines and cylinder engines, etc. In the opposed piston engine, in every cylinder, we have two pistons that come together. So there's no cylinder head. The pistons come together, and it's the piston crowns that form the combustion chamber. So we have one crankshaft on one side of the engine. We have another crankshaft on the other side of the engine. And then a small gear train that connects the crankshafts together to time the crankshaft and piston uh, movement, as well as to combine the torque that's being generated uh, to drive a, a dry shaft or even a motor generator for a hybrid application. The supposed piston engine configuration has several big virtues. The most notable one is that it's very efficient. Uh, And the reason it's more efficient, one of the reasons is that uh, we eliminate the cylinder head, and we eliminate all the heat losses associated with that cylinder head. 
So you think about a conventional engine, a cylinder gets very hot, has very heroic cooling to remove that heat. We avoid that heat, we avoid that wasted energy, and we can put more of the energy that's in the fuel in, into useful work. We also found, as we were developing this engine over the last 15 years, that it also has advantages in lower criteria emissions. Those are the, uh, the tailpipe emissions that, that stay local, uh, oxides of nitrogen, NOx, and particulate matter. Uh, this engine is, is, um, is low in NOx, and as a result, uh, for example, the California Air Resources Board has given us a grant to demonstrate a new heavy-duty diesel engine for long-haul transport that combines both low NOx and low CO2. So this seems like something that uh, that I'm, I'm assuming this is this is all brand new. I mean, this I mean, it sounds like something that might have been thought about some time ago, but I guess it was not. I, I know you guys hold the patent to uh, to most of this technology. So who who actually came up with all of those innovations? Yeah. So post piston engines have been around for a long time, over a hundred years. A German named Hugo Junkers, for example, has have patents for post piston engines that go back to the 1890s. In the 1930s, he had a company that made engines and airplanes, uh, post-piston engines that were able to fly from, uh, for aviation, able to fly from Germany to South America unrefueled, the only planes that, that could at the time because of the uh, combination of uh, very high efficiency for post-piston engines as well as high power density, meaning that they don't, they don't weigh a lot for the amount of uh, energy that they produce. Post-piston engines largely fell into disuse after World War II. Of course, the jet engine came along in World War II, and price of fuel was very low, and uh, efficiency wasn't the primary concern. Our founder started the company, our company, in 2004, and his stroke of insight was, if you could take advantage of the in in inherent efficiency of the post-piston engine, and use modern tools and equipment to uh, make it meet today's emission standards. Everyone thought it was impossible for a post-piston engines to meet today's uh, standards for very low emissions. Our founder thought that with today's powerful computers and powerful simulation tools, we could design a combustion system analytically uh, using uh, supercomputers and then validate it and refine it experimentally. And that's what we've been doing over the last 15 years. And what we found is that not only can we take advantage of the inherent efficiency of the engine, but instead of emissions being a, a negative for this engine, it's actually, as I said earlier, a positive. We have over 300 patents on pretty much every aspect of that engine design and operation that, that we've innovated that makes it uh, capable for today's markets. Wow, 300 patents, that's pretty good. So um, so you mentioned diesel engines. So is this uh, just strictly diesel or is it uh, gasoline as well? Yeah, we run on three fuels right now. We have test engines um, really all over the all over the U.S. right now. Uh, we have uh, dyno facilities in San Diego, and in San Diego we run diesel. We run gasoline, and then we run the military version of diesel, which is called uh, JP8. It's a heavy fuel like a diesel, but doesn't have the same all the same properties as a diesel fuel. We have a second engine program that's funded by the U.S. Department of Energy (ARPA-E). That's a 2.7 liter three-cylinder a post-piston engine that goes into a Ford F-150 pickup truck as a demonstration. That engine is running on gasoline, but what's interesting, it's running on gasoline with compression ignition, no spark plugs. So it has a, a combustion process similar to diesel fuel, uh, but using gasoline. And one of the reasons diesel engines are more efficient than gasoline engines is because they use compression ignition instead of spark ignition. We're able to get those same advantages, but with, with gasoline as a fuel. And then we also have a, a big uh, project with the U.S. Army and with our partner Cummins 
uh, to build a new advanced combat engine for the U.S. Army. And uh, the U.S. Army is currently testing a 1,000 horsepower a post-piston engine that we designed along with Cummins, and that's running on, on, on JP-8, the, the military-grade heavy fuel. Wow, that's so. So I can get a uh, well. I, I guess when a Katie's uh, uh, starts to put one of these in my, in my Chevy, I can get a uh, I can get a uh, uh, a compression uh, compression combusted uh, gasoline engine. That's our plan. Yeah. So we uh, we 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 make the enabling technology, and then we license technology to leading OEMs around the world, and uh, but and build manufacture in volume, and and then put the engines into vehicles, and of course service the engines in the vehicle. So we we hope to, we work with manufacturers to enable them to put the engines um, on the road, and of course our our goal is to get them broadly deployed in a wide variety of applications. But you can come to Detroit. We have an office here in Detroit, and we have one of those 2.7 liter engines. It's it's still a prototype for demonstration. In an F-150 pickup truck, you can come and, and you can drive it. And with gasoline as a fuel, we expect uh, 37 miles per gallon combined city and highway unadjusted cafe standard. That's that's 30% more efficient than Ford's most efficient engine in the F-150. And, and nothing against Ford. They make great engines. They make great vehicles. It's just that uh, the opposed piston engine running on gasoline compression ignition is 30% better than conventional engines. Got it. So I'll uh, I'll just come up to Detroit and maybe test drive the uh, Ford for now and see uh, see how it works and uh, get a good idea. So I appreciate the offer, by the way. I think that about wraps it up. I'll look forward to uh, you know maybe we can uh, talk again in uh, another you know six months or a year and see where you where you guys are at and hopefully I'll be able to see a. Uh, a car with a Mercedes engine pretty soon. Thank you, Bob and uh, Bob Stackenborgs, and thank you, Larry. Larry Fromm of Acades. Thanks for having me. With that, it wraps up another edition of ASME Today and Tomorrow. Thanks as well to Rich Samalot and Josh Olesker for serving as associate producers. And as always, uh, we'll leave you with uh, an invitation to uh, drop us a line if you have any ideas for future topics or speakers. Just uh, let us know. Send us an email at media at asme.org. And for ASME, I'm Michael Cowan, Director of Strategic Communications. Have a great day everyone.